Welcome to I Shouldn't Have Had Kids, a parenting comedy podcast hosted by two working moms of three kids who are somehow surviving life with boys. Not that we make it hard. We are delightful. You can download this podcast on iTunes, Spotify, and Google Play Music. Be sure to rate, subscribe, and review. Share your thoughts about the show. The parental sanity you save may be your own, or possibly my mother's. I'm Gen X. You just hate my generation, period. (laughs) But I don't... I'm just flailing out here with like, (laughs) what the fuck is happening? Yeah, your poor generation. We're just a bunch of like clueless people flailing around. We missed the internet. (laughs) Like, you know, I wrote books and I wrote papers in college based on the research I did in the library (laughs) with books. I'm Bonnie. I'm Ellen. And this is I Shouldn't Have Had Kids. We're podcasting for parental sanity, yours and ours. <laughs> this is a parenting podcast, but to be more concise, it's a parenting comedy podcast. Now, that means you can laugh with us. And sometimes at us. But you should never, ever see us as parenting experts, okay? Because most days there's at least one face-palming moment in which we slap our hand to our forehead and mutter, I I shouldn't have had kids. kids. It's true. But we did. Three of them. We're outnumbered, actually. Three boys. Who, by the way, have given us permission to share their stories as we talk about parenting. Mm -hmm. How to and most... they think. How to and most importantly, how not to, right? Yeah. (laughs) They gave us permission. Yeah, permission in air quotes. We're a same-sex couple. And a blended family. With two exes. One who unfortunately and unexpectedly passed away. Which means we have a fresh perspective on the American family. And this is, can I get a drum roll please, our 43rd podcast. It is so hard to believe. Oh, fireworks. How'd you do that? Those are my symbols. (laughs) Oh, oops. (laughs) Yeah, I never would have made it an improv. Lie to lie. (laughs) I always come in too early on that, though. If you listen to the actual song, there's a beat before that. Yeah, that is like my car jam. (laughs) I've got the cymbals down. Don't even try to compete with my cymbals. Oh, my God. So 43, 43 episodes. 43 episodes. And the only reason why we're here is because of you people out there listening. You know, can we just like fawn all over you for a second? Because I (laughs) I really want to. It is unbelievable how um, happy I am that you joined us every week. I know it's nuts. I I thought this would be a fun experiment for like a month. Yeah. What I really love are getting comments from people. And I love when somebody um, posts on social and it's an inside joke. Like they've heard the podcast. They've heard the podcast, yeah, yeah, right. yeah. And they're like, blah, blah, blah. Uh-huh. And they're like, oh, yeah. Someone's caught up. But it's really nice because we have people, all kinds of people who listen. We have people who are parenting small kids. We have people who are parenting the difficult tweens, but they're not quite as difficult as the teens, let me tell you. We have people who are parenting teens and par- people who aren't parents at all, who just remember what it's like to be a kid, right? Yeah, but let, you just kind of called out some phases of childhood as if some are better than others. It, it all sucks for her parents. There's <laughs> something about each phase that blows <laughs> and but lots I digress. that don't oh yeah lots that don't that's totally not even correct grammar lots that don't maybe i should drink and then it'll get better i just bit my tongue so hard oh, i sounded so yeah. drunk now whoa maybe i should have a drink right? yeah but you know really honestly it has been such a terrific ride and no this is not a swan song not yet yeah and it's our 43rd and last <laughs> episode 
<laughs> Just kidding. You know what people ask all the time? 44 will be our last. Do you, do you ever run out of things to say? Not really. We haven't yet. But here's the bottom line. We still don't know what we're doing. That said, you're hanging out with us, so we must be doing something right. Yes. And we thank you. Yes. For it- coming here every week and listening to us banter and gripe and laugh and pontificate <laughs> about having children being parents and living through a pandemic. Yeah. Well, and living through the current administration. Oh, for Don't kid God's yourself. sake. Uh, you know what that 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 fool said this week? Well, well so many things. But mm-hmm. he was in California. And if you have not joined us before, welcome. When we say the word fool, you hear the word Trump. Okay, um, that's just the bottom line. Let's, let's play a game. I say fool, you say Trump. Fool. Trump. Fool. Trump. Fool. Trump. Fool. Trump. Yay! <laughs> Um, he was in California because there are wildfires in California and the entire state is on fire, of course, along with Oregon and Washington. We can't see like we can't see the shrubbery at the end of our yard. It is really yeah. bad here. Um, anyway, so he's in California and he is meeting with all of these officials and it's a press conference and the cameras are there. And somebody says, you know, Mr. President, and I hate to use that I know term with Gross. him. Yeah, I never do actually. Um, he says, "Mr. President, I I am wondering what your thoughts are basically about about climate change because these fires are the result of you know much much hotter hotter temperatures that are tied to climate change, and these hot temperatures are creating you know fire conditions that we just can't deal with." And he looks at this guy, and there's this beat, and then he says, "It's going to get cooler." Oh, yeah. <laughs> and the guy says, well, okay. uh, not according to science. You can see he's so taken not aback. Not according to history. Not or... a, no, he says, not according to science. And, and Trump says, oh, science doesn't know. I mean, what comes out of this man's mouth? Even based on the history of the earth, it's getting warmer, not colder. <laughs> oh, he's such a fool. But it's so it's really it's distressing because we live in the Pacific Northwest, literally the whole PNW. And, well, the West Coast is just, you know, we're on fire and we're on fire and the millennials are all folding their not the millennials. The Gen Z's are all folding their arms across their chests and saying, I told you so, mm-hmm. which is really obnoxious to hear because we live with one. Um, and he's right. I mean, they did. Greta, Greta was right. You know, nobody was listening. And now it's just going to start um, accelerating at a pace that would be difficult for us to keep up with. And I'm super nervous. And this is a sad season, boy. Mm-hmm. Did we mention this is a comedy parenting yeah. podcast? <laughs> I can't go there with you and Gen Z. The whole thing just makes me angry. This isn't an angry parenting podcast. It's a comedy parenting podcast. <laughs> with a little bit of anger thrown when in. When we record our other one. The angry parenting the, podcast? Yeah, the anger management <laughs> podcast. We can talk more about Gen Z or whatever oh the fuck God. they are. You're so judgmental about them. Me? Yes. We I'm Gen X. You just hate my generation, period. <laughs> but I don't ha- I'm I... just flailing out here with like, <laughs> what the fuck is happening? Yeah, your poor generation. We're just a just... bunch of like clueless people <laughs> flailing around. We missed the internet. <laughs> like, you know, I wrote books and I wrote papers in college based on the research I did in the library <laughs> with books. <laughs> Oh my God! I asked um, I asked Lola the other day. Do you know what the Dewey Decimal System is? And he looked at me, 
as if I had been speaking French. <laughs> oh, he doesn't know? No, I think he did actually know. He said, oh, yeah, you know, I recognize that. I heard it was really good. <laughs> oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> but, yeah. I mean, that I, I kind of wanted to defend Dewey Decimal because it was such a great system, right? But there really is no need for it anymore. Is oh, there? I mean, if they're going to catalog books, I suppose it's just might as well keep doing it. <laughs> I don't know. I have no idea. Your mother would know, though. Yeah. Former she, librarian. Former librarian. I'm going to ask her. <laughs> we have a question up. for you, Nancy. Get I in need touch. need you to tweet us <laughs> at SHHKids and tell us what the fuck is up with Dewey Decimal and if System. And n- Nancy doesn't do that, then we invite you to tweet us at yeah. any time. Or Facebook or Instagram at I Shouldn't Have Had Kids. And you can even email us the entire history of Dewey. No, please don't do that. Don't Here's, do that. <laughs> we, Send us something else. No, we want your stories about parenting. We want stories that might be about your kids doing something ridiculous or might be about a total parenting fail on your own. Um, behalf, we have opened up our hearts and opened up our lives to share with you our parenting fails. So I think it's only right that in response, you share your parenting fails with us. It also, of course, could be a spousal fail, which we promise we won't tell. I mean, aside from here, we won't tell anybody else, though. Yeah. That works, Yeah, and you need to assume we're going to share it on the podcast unless you specifically say don't, and then we won't. Yeah, that's right. And we've gotten plenty of those. Yes. So your secrets are safe with us. Yes. Um, did you give him the address? I, I kind of tuned out there for a I second. I shouldn't have had kids at gmail.com. <laughs> you tuned out while I was talking? No, not really. I hurt you so much. I was just trying to think back if I heard you Real say bad. it or not. <laughs> I don't think I did. Do, 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 do. Shit list. Okay. For those of you who are new, the shit list is the shit we love. Yeah. Um, yep. And it was kind of inspired by Shit's Creek because we are big Shit's Creek fans. At least it was in my mind. No, it's it's... It, it is, totally. Uh, yeah. Because we love Shit's Creek. We started shit with... list, and then like, just, you're on my shit list. That's right. That's the shit, and it's just too good. Yeah. So deal with it. Yeah. Do, 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 <laughs> Shit <laughs> list. <laughs> Sorry. Um, I, <laughs> I have lots I that it. I would put on there, um, except that it's been such a hellish week. You know, actually, one thing that... What? Okay. The, I was thinking about that today. I was at the grocery store and I was buying wine for tonight. Yes, and because I was, we, ha- I mean, you bought two bottles. That's how bad of a week. <laughs> I don't know if we'll drink it. Okay, but, but that's it. That's how bad of a week. Yeah. Honey, it's Tuesday. <gasps> what? So I'm standing there and I'm like, okay, we need wine for tonight. Why do we need wine for tonight again? Oh, yeah, we're podcasting. Right. It's Tuesday. It feels. It does. It feels like it's Tuesday of next week. It, uh, it's the longest damn week. It doesn't ever. even feel like a Friday. Nope. No, it feels like. <laughs> I swear to God. And Dad was up again this week, and last night he goes, "Is it Monday? <laughs> like, <laughs> what, what is that? It's a time warp." Damn it, Janet. Touch me. All right, I'm not going to sing that on this song. Because the next line, you're not going to sing that on this song, okay? Oh wow, (laughs) it really has been a week. All right. So, speaking of which, I was (laughs) okay. I was going to say I have one thing for my shit list, but then another thing popped into my head while I was talking, and it is the I don't know if you saw this this week, but it was my favorite meme, probably my favorite meme of the year so far. Oh yeah, (laughs) it's the Pantone color of the year. Which is hellish landscape, I think. Yeah, <laughs> it's orange and it's, yeah, it's the, it's color, the color of, of the, fires. the fires. Oh my god, it's great! I will actually post it because it's I thought, rock star. Meme. I thought you were gonna say the Rona. Move along, bitch. Oh god, sure, I, I posted that one immediately. <laughs> That's enough, Rona. Yeah. <laughs> Move along, bitch. <laughs> you oh. can go to you can go to our Instagram um, page and see that one oh, right that's now. Funny. It was funny, um, but no. Do you have something on the shit list? 
Well, I do. Should I love from this week so far? Okay. So far this week. Yes. And maybe in summer, summation from last week. Yes. <laughs> I don't even know what day it is. I'm waiting with bated breath, which probably smells a little bit like those dog treats we brought in here. Ooh. I know. Why would you say that? I don't. Well, what is bated breath for Christ's sake? Oh, I don't know. Like fish bait? That's what I think of. <laughs> <laughs> bated breath. Like ready to catch something? Yeah, I well, don't know. Then, Yeah, those dog treats definitely, <laughs> they smell like ass. Okay. Frankly. Um, shit list. Yeah, I gave my dad a haircut. Oh, you have to post before I will. and after pictures. So, will he let you? I'm not going to ask him. <laughs> oh, sorry, Steve. Cat's um, out of the he bag. He has not had a haircut since March. March. And his hair was to his shoulders. And a little clownish. And so he... Would we say a little? <laughs> we would say it was clownish. <laughs> and he was dealing with it until all of a sudden he could feel it, like, touching his shirt or some something pushed him over the edge. So he asked him <laughs> if I'd give him a haircut. Now, I don't cut hair, <laughs> like, at all. <laughs> but I can figure it out. Yeah. So I yeah. sat on the back porch and I don't know what it take 30 minutes. You did such a bang up job. Thanks. But the I took pictures before and after front side and back and the side profile. I am going to post him <laughs> next to a quarter because he is George Washington. It's true. It's spooky. Before the haircut he looked like George yes, Washington. Yes, before the haircut he looked like uh, George. After the haircut, he looks like Steve, like, and on the ground, it looks like a dead raccoon. Yeah, it looks like an animal was killed <laughs> and lying there on the patio. But it was really fun. He just sat and drank beer and... Had a gay old time. Chit-chatted, and yeah, we had a gas. It was fun. It was so cute. I took I took pictures through the window, of course. Um, you did? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. You're just so cute. darling together. I can't believe you cut your dad's hair like that. That was fun. That was brave. Brave of him. And then he, he, the thing about Steve, it's so much fun to have him come up because we don't ever like take the time to sit down and watch something unless we're binging. But when Steve comes up, he always has a suggestion. So we watched, first we first night we watched I'm Sorry. Which is a comedy show on Netflix, like short form, 24 minutes an episode. Yeah, right? it's it, written and produced and directed by the Andrea woman. Savage, a it, woman from Santa Monica. And I think she's telling her life story-ish. Like yes. She in real life is married and has one child and she's from Santa Monica. This is clearly set in Santa Monica. She's married, has a child, and this is some raunchy humor. Raunchy and wonderful. And yeah. I loved it so much. I thought it was so funny, but that's not what's on my shit list. I liked it a lot. No. But the second night, he said, <laughs> let's watch this movie that reminds me a little bit of Jojo Rabbit. And I was in as soon as he said Jojo Rabbit, because I love that movie. Um, and it was overlooked. They loved it at Sundance, but it was overlooked at the box office. And we're like, what is it? And he says, it's Moonrise Kingdom. It's a Wes Anderson movie. And we were like, oh, my God, let's watch this. And then it turns out that Lola has never seen Francis McDormand in a movie. And we were like, OK, sit that down. That he knew of. That he knew of. Yeah. So we made him sit down, even though he didn't really yeah, want to watch like, it. Oh, have to. Yeah. <laughs> and we started watching this movie. And you guys, it's a coming of age um, comedy drama that's directed by Wes Anderson. And he does an amazing job with a couple of things. One, the casting of this movie is crazy good. It's got um, Bruce Willis, who plays Captain Duffy Sharp, and Edward Norton, who I really love. Mm -hmm. He's the scoutmaster of, what's the name of that scout troop? The uh, 
The khaki something. The khaki uh, something. <laughs> anyway, he's Scoutmaster Ward. Bill Murray is in it. He's the father of um, one of these teenagers who's coming of age, of the daughter. And his wife is Frances McDormand. She's Laura. Tilda Swinton is social services. And that woman is so bizarre looking and wonderful. <laughs> she was in Chronicles of Narnia. And she is, uh, you would probably know her if you have kids as the ancient one in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, mm-hmm. which is a term we hear all the time in this house. Well, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and it rolls off their tongue like that's something we should even know, right? Uh, Jason Schwartzman. Schwartzman? Schwartzman. Uh-huh. Um, he's in a lot of Wes Anderson movies. Like every single one. Yeah, I didn't know that. All the way back to the beginning. And uh, Bob Balaban, who plays the narrator in this, he was in The Politician um, with the guy from, oh, what's that guy's name? The singer, the young guy from Broadway. Oh, yeah. He was in uh, Dear Evan Hansen. Totally. God, I can't remember his name. It's okay. Anyway, and Harvey Keitel. Is there anything Harvey Keitel does that's not good? He is so funny in this movie. And he had such a bit part, but he just, you oh, know, he, he comes in, in the it. last little bit. Yes. But that's the thing about Wes Anderson movies is he has this A-list cast and they may have 30 seconds of screen time. Why do they all clamor to I be in know. his movies? But he has like four or five that are almost always in them or there's some overlapping like grouping of them but i actually it was a very very good movie and it's timely for our topic i will say on a super super side note that he does get criticism for those casting choices because he very rarely has people of color and when he does they're in roles of servitude no kidding yeah oh well and speaking of color i didn't dig too deep i just had heard that before and so I was looking, I looked it up last night and I was like, huh, but I need more context yeah. to just go, you know, oh, he's doing this thing. I need, I need more yeah, information. Yeah. Well, it actually, it it's, <laughs> it's great. This is what I love about you. I wouldn't think to look that up. Mm. And the fact that you did is, I mean, that just speaks to how things are changing. You know, it's something to take a look at. And I, I think that there was a decision this week. That movies in Hollywood have to, I think they're going to start grading them based on thresholds. of yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't remember what the news is, so I'm absolutely no help to you. So on your next at your next cocktail party, mm-hmm. which will be over Zoom, yeah. I won't be have provided you with any good information, so you can actually just censure on Zoom. Look it up yourself. I love Wes Anderson movies. You know what I loved about though, this movie I so much? I don't c- really want to read <laughs> anything that makes me not <laughs> appreciate his work, but I have, uh, I have to. Yeah. I have to look into look into it. But I thought it was this movie was so cute. These two lead characters <laughs> were such good <laughs> actors and you know I usually have IMDb open while I'm watching a movie because I, know. I like to yeah. get yeah, yeah. as many facts as possible. And these two kiddos were playing the, they were the ages they were playing. So, yeah, it's this coming of age with these two little actors that she's talking about. One is Jared Gilman, who plays um, Sam, is it Shakusi? Oh, I don't remember. Shuxi or something something like that. Yeah. yeah. And Kara Hayward, who played um, Susie Bishop. And they meet once at a town theater event and then they become pen pals and the boy is an orphan and the girl is kind of a troublemaker and she's a little bit violent she's prone to she violence she is a little violent <laughs> and um she's being raised by two lawyers and she's not happy and she's you know she's a troubled child and so they start riding back and forth and they hatch this plan to run away together and so that's basically the entire movie um but it's really it takes a look at the human condition for sure but they are so delightful they're mm-hmm. fall- 
falling in love and their first kisses and, you know, just their weirdness because it's Wes Anderson weirdness. But his, you guys, his color grading. Oh, yeah. In this movie. It's brilliant. It's, it's, it is literally brilliant. It's bright yellow oh, mm-hmm. and bright white. Mm-hmm. It is just a phenomenal movie to look at in terms of how how a director can use an art can use an artist's eye mm-hmm. to really create a mood and a sense of of um, place. Yeah. It takes place in New Penzance, which is really just like Rhode Island. It's somewhere it's supposed to be somewhere in New England. Yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Go watch it. That's what we're saying. Next time you want to binge something and you're like, I don't know what to watch, think. Yeah. If you haven't seen Moonrise Kingdom, yep. there's probably <clears throat> only one person out there who hasn't. I don't believe that. And you're welcome to you, singular soul. <laughs> I have seen a lot of his movies, but that one I hadn't. And I also haven't seen Life Aquatic. I haven't seen that either. But I've seen uh, a lot of them. And I love them. Yeah. Yeah. You, I mean, he's kind of like coffee. You yeah. have a taste for him or you don't. Uh-huh. But I, this one's good. It's really I, sweet. I love the the narrating aspect of his movies where someone's telling a story. and Almost like a Greek like chorus. His attention to detail in his set design. Oh, jeez. Where I think he actually relies on miniatures sometimes. Yes, he does. It's very... Um, I just want to touch it. Yeah. It, it's almost like a... Um, There's so much going on in his sets. And everything is so specifically and obviously placed mm-hmm. for impact and, and color value. And I mean, it's 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 just everything. The attention to detail is crazy good. Okay. Well, you know, you've used... That's your entire list. You don't get anything else. That's fine. Oh. <laughs> wow. You didn't find me find on that n- No, that's the only one I had. Okay. It was that bad of a week. Oh. I am, My shit list is actually... Um, uh, populated with a movie from 2012. <laughs> That's how bad of a week it was. Well, we missed it. We were busy in 2012. What were we doing? Like moving and getting a new job and uh, I don't know. Okay. That's what Traveling I was doing. for work. Remember Tra- that? Oh, that year. It was. <gasps> yes. That was the year. That was the year where we traveled so much we earned enough air miles to take the kids to like Hawaii or something. Yeah. Like, yeah. And we were gold for oh the next God. year. And uh-huh. Uh-huh. I was flying the plane, actually. <laughs> they were like, oh, it's Ellen. Come on up. <laughs> the cool thing about um, Moonrise Kingdom is that it was a coming of age story. And we are kind of talking about coming of age this week because we are talking about teen dating. And our very Teen dating. Oh, yeah, baby. That is a scary topic right there. But our first dates are probably um, we're all around that age, right? 13, 14, learning how to hold hands, learning how to, you know, go to a dance together, Mm -hmm. learning how to um, say no, (laughs) learning how to. God. All right. Maybe my childhood was different than yours. But (laughs) anyway. Uh, teen dating, it's its something you're going to deal with. If you don't have teenagers yet, it's coming your way. Mm-hmm. Um, and I i learned something really cool in getting ready for this show. What? That you can actually prep your teens so that they know how to date. Now, can you define date for me? Well, isn't that the question of the hour? And I have some questions for you because you didn't do a lot of dating, did you? Fuck no. Okay. I wanna Who was hear... I going to date? Right. Okay. Because she's gay. In case you... <gasps> What? I'm sorry, I forgot Fuck. to tell you. I oh, I know. I meant oh, to go. I'm gonna need a minute. I meant us to to take a softer start at that. Okay. Will you forgive me? You're gay. <laughs> um, That's cool. I don't I've know. known for a while. <laughs> what is dating? Is dating um, hanging out at school afterwards when you're in middle school? Yes. Is it going to the store to buy candy together? Yes. Really? Mm-hmm. Is it uh, 
Is it like me in sixth grade saying, sure, I'll marry you, Vincent, but only because I was afraid to say no? Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> no. All right. So I don't know. I think what it's do you all, think it is? Well, I think it's all of the above. So let me see here. So I think it depends. Okay. Dating versus a date. All of that. It's how old you are. That's right. Okay. So it's contextual. So you could dress up your seven-year-old and another seven-year-old and like... Take them out to dinner and then eat at a different table and have them sitting there together. That's and just He's wrong. in a little sport coat. No. Okay. No, follow, follow me. Okay. Friends of the family. And you okay. go, look, they're on a little date. And all yeah. of a sudden it's all over Instagram. Yeah. Well, what the fuck is that? <laughs> okay. But like they driven. went on by what all for definition purposes is like a little date. Yeah. They went to a restaurant. They were having them. Right. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just. Can I okay. just sidebar for a second? Mm-hmm. That meme that I showed you, or maybe you showed me, where there was a little boy and a little girl at a wedding, and they're like four years oh, old, yeah. and they're they're dancing, and they're really like they have their arms wrapped each, around uh-huh. each other, and they're so happy and dancing. And they're like four, <laughs> and somebody, one of the parents comes up, and the dad comes up and picks the little girl up, and the little boy is standing there, and he's furious. <clears throat> The little boy is standing there and he's furious and then his like somebody comes to pick him up and he pulls himself away from that person, turns around and punches the little girl's dad right in the right in the nuts. <laughs> hilarious. Anyway. OK, that was my little. Are you done? I am. OK, that was cute. I think it depends on how old you are to define dating. I really do. OK. Oh, tell me more. So if you are like an eighth grader, let's say, and uh-huh. you've got one your eye on someone special, it uh-huh. probably just means you're going to spend a lot of time texting them or talking to them on the phone or connecting somehow with social media. Dating has changed. So it's like, you know, but in my day, same age, it was a lot of note passing. Like there was note passing. I totally forgot right? about there that. Was like yeah. That. So you and if you were probably it was frowned upon to exchange notes with someone else. Mm-hmm, you, mm-hmm. you know, that was you were only supposed to be exchanging notes really with one person. And so I think now it's a little bit more digital, potentially, in terms of that. That is just that, exchanging notes. Exactly. It's, it's just exchanging notes. Yeah. Right. But it's kind of exclusive. And, and it, then there's all of that back and forth posturing of, you know, Trying to figure out if that person is, you know, like, will you go with me? Will you go out with me? Because mm-hmm. remember, go out with me literally did not mean going anywhere. Yeah, right. <laughs> it was super confusing. Like, where do you want to go? Will you be my boyfriend? Yeah. So I do. I think. It, and then when you get in a little bit older, you're out and about, but you're probably in groups. Yeah. Yeah. And then past that, if you can drive and you're past the six month mark where you can actually have someone else in your car, then maybe you're going somewhere together yeah, and so it that's... gets a little bit more like grown-up dating like well you can still date though if you've got a if your parents drive you somewhere i mean we've done that with the boys before who did we take on a date i think both lola and tigger we drove i think all three of them actually we've drove driven somewhere and and like dropped them off at the movie theater totally and and that's a date they're not driving though right? yeah but there's also a lot of that that we did we did some singular drop-offs for sure but we did a lot of group drop off where we were dropping off our son, their date, yeah, and they and were meeting friends. up with a group. That's true. So it's still kind of that group aspect of dating, but they're all paired off. Yeah, yeah. You know? Well, I do like I do like the fact that you know once kids start to date, it it kind of forces them and forces us to develop um, new skills. So they have to develop skills around how to, you know, how to 
be social, be social with somebody that they're really interested in because it's so awkward. Remember that? It's just so awkward and awful at that age. 13, 14, ew, ew, ew. Never again. Awkward and awful just to be a human, be alive. Yes. And then you have to try to talk to somebody that you really like and then your friends are watching because you're in this group. But it does. I don't have that. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, I don't have that experience. It, it Tell was, me about that. It's just really terrible. You think everybody's watching you. And in fact, everybody is sitting there thinking, everybody's watching me. Right. Um, and so nobody really is paying any attention to you. But you every move, you know, oh, did I brush his hand? Oh, did I do this? Oh, did I do that? What do I do now? Do I look at him? Oh, I can't look at him. I can't look too interested. I mean, it's it's really it's painful. The experience is painful. But that's those are important steps for the kids to go through so that they develop the social skills mm-hmm. so that they get a little comfortable in their skin. It forces us as parents to um, have another sex talk with them. Because if they're going to be spending time with these people, mm-hmm. we have to talk about, you know, petting and um, again, have talk about actual bona fide sex, like bona fide sex, as opposed to careful there. Sex is so many different things, right? And intercourse is absolutely one of them. Right. But there's a bunch of other stuff. And it all needs to be discussed with your kid because as having sex. Yeah. Especially if you're uh, now serious. <laughs> this is a parenting comedy podcast. But we're going to get real for a minute. Moms um, refer, and dads. Refer if, back to our first episode if you have any questions yeah, about this. this. I'm serious, though. No, These I'm are with important you. I'm conversations. Totally with you. yes. If you're like, we need to have a real talk about intercourse. Well, guess what? Your daughter's been giving her boyfriend a blowjob for six months. Yeah. Do you want to talk about the mental ramifications of that? Or are you just waiting to find out she got boned? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> and there's nothing wrong with it. Oh, my it, God. There's nothing wrong with any of it. No. But you have to be prepared to have these conversations so that you can normalize this. So if something goes wrong, yeah. you are an ally. You are a safe space. So okay. don't hold out and like categorize anything. It's all on the table and it's all big stuff and it's all heady stuff and it all should really wait longer than 16 <laughs> probably no, totally i i hope that i hope that it does but we know from experience it doesn't <laughs> yeah so it's just you know i think the scary thing to parents and for and for me as well is i don't want to be a grandparent well oh, god i 10,000% don't want to be a grandparent no. and that's where yeah. the condom and the intercourse talk comes in. But, but when they're 13 and they're just starting to have these little dates, right, where you yeah. are chaperoning and you're maybe even staying in the movie theater with them, I think you have to you have to look at the child and you have to look at their age. So how mature are they for their age? And then you have to, I mean, for our family, any kind of sexual conversation is, oh, it, we're an open book here. So you can ask us about anything. But when it comes to specifically what you want to talk about with your children when they're going into that kind of dating in, mm-hmm. in, environment, it, you probably don't need to talk about, you know, this is how you put a condom on. <laughs> that That's not where you talk about that. So what you're talking about is more along the lines of when do you hold hands and when do you kiss and, you know, what's appropriate? You know, what does dating look like? What did it look like for you, mom? What did it look like for you, dad? What should I do? Because mm-hmm. things have changed. So that's, you know, it's a little, it's a slightly different context in terms of, you know, the kind of talk to have with them. Mm-hmm. I think. I mean, well, I, don't I think know. I I think yes, and I'm giving you a little bit of a hard time, but I do think I raise a valid point in making sure that you don't only pigeonhole the sex talk to be intercourse. No, so that your you know kid, I don't do that. Yeah, no, but just I mean that's ultimately like 
please don't make me a grandparent, but like also making sure that the child doesn't think, well, no, I haven't done that, but this other thing happened and I didn't like it, but it wasn't that. And so I'm not sure if I should bring it up. Bring it up. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. That, 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 that opens the door to something really important. I mean, it gives you a chance to talk about consent because you can talk about consent as it pertains to a kiss or as it pertains to someone groping you, you know, and you're happy to have them grope you, <laughs> yeah. you know, this mutual groping, right? Or um, if it if it comes to something um, more beyond third base. I'm trying to talk in euphemisms here, but you really can't talk about consent. You can talk I about that. You're hitting the nail on the head. Feeling safe and comfortable. You can talk about honoring, um, you know, their own and their date's feelings. You can talk about your expectations and family values. You can talk about, you know, something that we've mentioned on the on on the show before, which is if you get yourself into a, a troubled place and you need help, all you have to do is text us X, and we will come running. Mm-hmm. We will call you immediately and say, oh, your Uncle John died, and we have to come and get you yeah, right where now. where are you? We need to pick you up. Yep. Sorry yep. to interrupt you and your friends. So th- that's kind of the opportunity to talk that I was thinking of, mm-hmm. because you don't want to, I mean, you don't want to go, now, if it comes to sex on your first date, you don't want to do that at that point in time. That's a, a talk for another time where you're getting more in depth about, you know, what is sex. That's mm-hmm. the more bona fide <laughs> sex talk. <laughs> Boner fight. Mm-hmm. Get me there. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Really mm-hmm. bad pun. Bad pun tonight. Um, but you can teach them, you know, how to how to meet the parents. Mm-hmm. How do you meet the parents? You know, we, we have to teach our boys that all the time. Look, guys, if you go to somebody else's house for dinner and you act like that, they're not going to ask you back. Mm-hmm. You know, so how do you how are you respectful with them? And how are you a good date? Like, don't sit at the table and text while your date is trying to talk to you. Mm-hmm. Put your phone away. Put your phone away. Put your damn phone away. You know, just that kind of stuff. I have seen kids out on dates, uh, both on their phones. I know. It's like they're not even. That's not dating. I don't know. That's what's... side by side play. I'm sorry, <laughs> toddlers. You are just children. <laughs> <laughs> but I also think that you get um, there are challenges to dating, especially for parents, right? <gasps> well, uh, so first of all, you yeah. mentioned that you have to teach the kids how to meet, or you teach your kids how to meet the parents. Yeah, but the parents also have to meet, and I think that's really fucking awkward. <laughs> I do too. Actually, I don't like it. No. Like I you really don't like I it. I really don't. Yeah, you know, I'm I chatty Kathy, I, so I'm I decide who comes into my life just because my kids got it on for some <laughs> other person and now we've got to meet them and pretend like we're all aligned in our sport. in our values. <laughs> who the fuck are you? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, these I've, poor girls, I have to protect them from Ellen. <laughs> yeah. What you don't have to protect the girls from me. I just don't always I don't know. Yeah, I do, because you, you, sometimes you'll, like, walk around, oh, hey. <laughs> I'm like, wait, I want to introduce you, honey. This is so-and-so. That has never happened, or you said, I want to introduce <clears throat> you. No, that's like, true. Like, I'm walking through, like, I'm a errant co-worker who's <laughs> just like, where's the lunchroom? <laughs> that's not true. I know. Well, I just find that awkward, that exchange awkward. Like, oh, uh-huh, and usually it's, like, at... A you know sporting event or and it's not that I, I have met some delightful people and my prejudgment is wrong. Mm-hmm. I just find that first meeting awkward. awkward. <laughs> like have our why? Because it's like it, at a different level. It's not a play date. It's more at stake. Because if the relationship of our children doesn't work out, I'll probably never speak to you again. <laughs> right. <laughs> 
You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The stakes are higher. It's not like the kids have grown apart, but we still know them. And it's like from T-ball or something. It's like probably something is going to go really, really wrong. So you want to know how, how, to, how be, much to invest in It'll them? be your daughter's fault. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, I want to. You're right. I guess I'm just kind of like. You know what you got? Yeah, I gotta. Ask, so I'm gonna ask the kids now before I make an emotional investment in so and so's parents. How serious is this goddamn thing? Because I don't want to get hooked. I don't want to get involved and then have to break up. Well, have to live through their breakup. Yeah, I'm gonna miss her. Can we still be friends? I know uh. we've lost some good ones along the way, haven't we? Yeah. Yeah. On, I'm talking know. to you, dear heart. <laughs> um, but on the flip side, what if you meet one of them and you don't like them? Because we've had that experience, too. Only once. Yeah, but what do you do? Well, you just wait until that child moves on and that happened. And so we're in the free and clear. Well, And yeah. they don't even live in this state, so no. we're good to go. Yeah, we weren't good to go. We didn't handle it well. So here's the deal. If you try to push back, we've talked about this before because this was Tigger's big... Yeah, just don't do it. Don't push, don't back. push back. Just <laughs> let them Just let them walk through it because as soon as you push back, here's what happens. You set up Romeo and Juliet. You are just going to make the Montagues and the... Who are the other? What's the other? Capulets. Guy? Oh, for God's sake. How could I forget that? Right. <clears throat> I'm not really answering your question, though. You, If you meet the other family Mm. and you're like not getting a good vibe Mm -hmm. you have to just deal with it yeah just like you would any other yeah yeah situation you have to dig in and try to find some common ground and you know oh my god the other day i was looking through something i can't remember where i found like an old high school newspaper Mm -hmm. and there was a kid that had fancied me for years but and i thought he was great but it was not romantic at all i'm sorry he what he, he fancied he, he fancied, fancied me. you oh yeah. my god and i was looking through the high what school newspaper 80? and i saw i am i saw an article that he wrote and it was all about goddamn bill clinton and the you know this that and the other thing and why can't people be more like newt gingrich and focus on the family is the only oh, way no. to go and i was oh, reading no. this and i'm like what the fuck <laughs> <laughs> like oh my god <laughs> I would have not even spoken to that guy if I had read, you know, read Anything, that. if you knew him at all. Yeah. Right. But I, I don't even know that we knew. I don't think I knew our high school had a paper, <laughs> let alone. <laughs> I spent many of my formative years with my head really far up my ass. <laughs> so. Well, speaking of your head up your ass. Yeah. Um, no, I was just uh, going to say. <laughs> I think the most important thing that you can take out of um, what parents can learn yeah. when their kids start dating is that you, yeah, I'm talking to you. I would. I want your attention. Look at me. Look at me right here. Yeah, that's right. No, not her, you. Um, you have to love whoever your child brings home to date. Do you? Let me take that back. You have to accept. So let's say your child decides that um, you, you, want, you want your daughter to fall in love with like one of the tennis players because she's on the tennis team and she brings home a goth. I don't even know if they make goths anymore, but if she does. Do they make tennis players anymore? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, let's say she brings home, you know, no, somebody I got, I'm with all you. emo. No, goth, totally. Yeah, just Totes. just roll with it. Do not have a reaction except, let's say your daughter brings home another girl. You had better roll with that. You If you start... You if better you fucking start, celebrate that shit. <laughs> if you start judging your kids based on who they bring home, just be chill and see what happens. Take it from us. We were not. Yeah, well, unless you're in an arranged marriage, you probably challenged your parents as well. So I say embrace the goth, pierce your ear with a safety pin, and get on with your life. (laughs) 
So acceptance. God, I think that's acceptance so important. is the word. Yeah. Because you don't, I mean, you just might not. Yeah, you just have to accept accept them. No, you don't have to love that person. But if your child thinks that they love that person or your teen thinks that they love that person, then you just are going to have to accept that and roll with it. And it just is going to give you a chance and a platform from which to have a really good conversation with your, your son or daughter. You know, figuring out if you should chaperone. Mm-hmm. Oh, chaperoning. Oh, yeah. Does that even happen anymore? I don't know. I was never chaperoned on anything, but I didn't really go on any dates. Right. I don't know that I was chaperoned either. Um, But, you know, there's a lot more helicopter parents these days. So it could probably be happening and we don't know about it. We raise really good boys. They're very respectful and they're very kind to women. So we don't have to chaperone our helicopter. Um, There's definitely like a a parent spectrum, right? So you've got super, super helicopter freaked out. Yeah. Yeah parents yeah and then you've got the parents that are literally checked out like here here's the beer here's like no <laughs> right? I'm, ki- I'm not kidding i know like, it's there's weird. some serious i don't loose shit that goes down don't do that parents it's not cool don't be I, their best yeah, friend i don't forget about think it it's cool no. i i think i'm right in the middle i really do and i'm not saying that that is a good space to be right one way or the other right but i don't I keep my eye on, but like you got to have some consequent, like so you know, just shit's gonna happen, and then you have to deal with it. Like there's just a, I think it's about privacy, right? Well, it's private, it's balance too, because yeah, I mean, what what am I gonna do? There, well, I mean, what? Oh, I read the most interesting thing tonight while I was getting ready for the show, which was, um, it was a mom, it was some, some letter written in to someone and they were answering, you know, mm-hmm. parenting um, letters. And it was, I caught my daughter having sex with her boyfriend mm-hmm. and I don't know what to do. We thought they were just dating. Um, what? Sh- should we should we <laughs> say, so- oh, yeah, I can't remember. Okay. I'm paraphrasing. Okay, I'm okay. sure I'm wrong. But should we say something to her? And this gal was like, you absolutely should say something to her. You caught, you know, that was in your house. So you need to sit them both down. Mm-hmm. Sit them both down. Sit them both down. Yeah. Boy and girl. Can you imagine this? It was I great advice, die. though. Sit them both down and say, it's obvious that you've taken your rela- relationship to another level that we weren't aware of. Um, and what we're most concerned about are STDs and unwanted pregnancies. And so I would like to know whether or not you're using protection. Mm-hmm. So you start, you treat that they're going to act like adults. You treat them like adults. Yeah. Are you um, using protection? It. And um, and she kind of went through everything that you should say. And then she said, I want and then I want you to look that boy in the eye and say, I care for and value my daughter above everything else in this world. And if you do anything to harm her, you will answer to me. Nice. And you scare that's like the it's like getting the gun out. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Except that you are the mama bear. So about privacy. Yeah. We have been known to um, drop a, a, a son off to you know, have one of those non-chaperone, but they couldn't drive to it themselves sort of dates and then stood outside and peered in the window to spy on them. Where was this? I can't remember. I was trying to remember. I think it might have been a bowling alley. That's what I keep. Yeah, I think it was a bowling alley. A bowling alley? Yeah, I don't remember. How do we spy on the bowling alley? But, you know, do you look through text messages? Do you? No. Do, oh, oh, oh. Do you remember me when Tigger first started texting with girls? No. Did you read them? No, I told him this is the rule. Oh, and you 
took it. Your texts are my, I, I, I get to lay eyes on all of your texts. There's mm-hmm. nothing you get to hide from us because we're your parents and you're still young. And he and his girlfriend <laughs> were so mad at me. And I think about well, that now. What did now. they have to say that you couldn't see at that age? It's still about privacy, though. I, I know, totally, but good Lord. I know. I know. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's where I get a little bit on the spectrum of the boozy parents where I like <laughs> go over to that side because yeah. it's like an ignorance thing. I don't want to see anything that I'm going to have to deal with. Oh. Really? Oh. You know? I want to know about it. I don't. Like, you think all those 20-year-olds or 19-year-olds that are out there not wearing masks and being fools and gathering, and you think their parents think they're doing that? It depends. Are they a boozy parent? Or are they one that's I, on the... I just think that parents... A freak-out parent. I think parents need to helicopter right now just a little bit when it comes to um, 20-somethings or teenagers gathering. Assuming the parents think it's unsafe behavior. Well, I don't care about the ones who don't think it's unsafe behavior, to be honest with you. Okay. They're not going to change. No, they're going to die of Rona. Rona. <laughs> Move along, bitch. Okay. <laughs> Um, yeah, this is so. a big, complicated topic. I know. This is really crazy. I like being the mom of three boys because I have three penises to worry about. And <laughs> that is it. <laughs> if I had daughters and had to worry about all the penises, uh-huh. I wouldn't sleep a wink. I, I don't know. sleep a wink anyway because <laughs> I worry about the stupidest things. But imagine having to worry about all the penises. <laughs> it would be a lot of worry. That would be like <clears throat> the penis parade. <laughs> this anxiety brought to you by the penis parade. Seriously. <laughs> oh, we. Oh. <laughs> okay. Do you think dating has changed? Yes. I read the most interesting stat. You ready for it? Yep. I haven't read a stat in such a long time. In 1991, only 14% of high school seniors did not date. In 2013, that number had jumped to 38%. 30 did, did not date. Really? Yes. Yeah, so more, less, fewer people are dating of kids but aged. St- hang on. Sorry. Of kids aged, of kids aged 13 to 17, around 35% have some experience with romantic relationships, and 19% are in relationships at any one time. And do you know what they attribute it to? Social media. Yeah. Texting. 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 Because I was going to say, what Snapchatting. Define date. Again. Right. So when you say that those kids haven't gone on dates or aren't dating, oh, you yeah, mean they're I not paired mm-hmm. off? No, I, I think that they... Am it, I making sense? Yeah. When they, when they are talking about dating, I'm assuming that it's, will you go out with me to the movies? Yes, I'd love to go out with you. I think that's what... <laughs> <laughs> I would love to... You want to go to the movies? If only we could. If only we could. Okay. Okay, so how has it changed for you? Like, I made this little table. Mm-hmm. You made a table? <laughs> I did. So then and now, mm-hmm. like then, you couldn't date until you were 16, and that was considered kind of early, mm-hmm. like when I was growing mm-hmm. up. Well, now 13-year-old girls are all about the dances, and they dress to impress. Yeah, I've noticed. It's crazy. Yep. Um, and what you wore on a date back then had to be okayed by the parents. And there was no bearing of midriffs or thighs or cleavage or anything like that. Well, now nearly anything can be bared. And if you try to put the kibosh or the kibosh on it, um, there's, a good, there's a good chance you'll be accused of an air quotes here slut shaming um, by your own daughter. So if you say, I want you to wear just a bit longer shorts... You look, you look X Y Z. Fill in the blank. I can hear parents saying it oh, all well, across don't America. Talk to your kid that way. Use some 
<laughs> have a different approach. Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> but I mean, I mean, the the bottom line is, I'm proud of my body. Mm-hmm. What are you talking about? What, everyone's doing it. Of course, it's not a big deal. I mean, shorts where the pockets are hanging out. Actually, I think that happened in the 70s. Now that it's I think about it, it's happening now. Yeah, it is totally happening now. So that's a difference. Um, the date was back then a bit of an unknown entity, and may or may not have come into the house to meet the parents, right? Wow. And now parents are, I want your parents' names. I want your cell phone number. Well, hopefully. I want their social security number. They should. I don't think the boozy parents are. They're like, just sending their daughter our bed with <laughs> no. them in our room. <laughs> no. You're lying. I think there is some real... Un- yeah, that's true. I know. I know. I have, we have friends who yes. have been like that. Yes. <laughs> I think there are some real loose rules. Is it loose or is it just different? Well, I don't know what their end game is. Like if there is a big fat life lesson for the kids here that I'm just not getting and I'm being too much of a square or a square. You yeah. said a square. You are kind of a square, actually. I am kind of a square, but I'm willing to t- I will talk to our kids about anything. Yeah. Like we won't we won't let um, Tigger and his girlfriend sleep together in the house next to shy guys, and when he's you know here, that just doesn't make any sense. That's just well, I'd rather they not be in the same bed at all in our house. So that I'm I'm very much a square in that regard. I know you're gonna have to get on all over that. Yeah, I think so. I don't want any fucking PDA in my house. Well, what about us? No, we are the parents. <laughs> Okay, did you have a curfew when you were... I'm not being serious. I mean, the sleeping in the same bed takes a minute to get your head wrapped around. And we dealt with that. That Not very well. We gave in. That was difficult. We should have put our foot down and said no. Well, that's... Yeah. Shy guy was pretty young. That's just not cool. They shouldn't have asked. We like to wake up in each other's arms. Well, fucking man up. Tell her no for a couple days. It's your little brother. Yeah. (laughs) And your mom's. Yeah, we should have said that. You don't need to wake up in her arms. (laughs) What the fuck? I'm going to leave all this in. (laughs) How did we let that happen? Okay. We should have have been stronger, Bonnie. (laughs) Because... Your counselor said don't do it. My counselor said don't do it. My coworkers said don't do it. Our friends said don't do it. And we let them do it. And we're it. like, oh, okay. Because he wanted to wake up in your arms. Well, she was the fucking devil. <laughs> he woke up in the arms of the devil in our house. I hope you were happy. I hope you were happy with that, Tigger. <laughs> we were weak. Yeah, we were weak. Because, you know, it's hard to disappoint your children, especially when they're like, well, everybody else is doing it. We just failed miserably as parents. See, this is why we shouldn't have had kids. You're going to have to cut all of that out. Okay, talk to me about curfew. Did you have curfews? Well, I didn't go out, so I never had a curfew. It wasn't an issue for me. Didn't you go out with anybody? I mean, just like friends and stuff? I didn't really have a lot of friends. Okay, so no curfews. I really hit my stride last year, honey. All right. It's true. I I didn't challenge that. I'm sure my sisters did. They dated and... I asked Lauren earlier today if there was any rules, and she said she couldn't really think of any except the door always had to be open. <gasps> to the bedroom. Yeah, wherever they were. Yes. The door needed to be open. Yeah. But we've done curfews with the boys, and it's like midnight, and then they get another year, and like prom was, you know. One or something. One or 2 a.m. or yeah. something like that. But no, we never did any overnights like on to- our watch. Yeah. 
I think it depends on the kids, mm-hmm. what time that curfew is. Back then, the boys always paid. Yep. And that is Times not have changed. the way it is anymore. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure the girls are like... Well, it was fair. I mean, for if, if you're only making 72 cents, yeah. you know, <laughs> help Seven. a girl out, bro. <laughs> bro <you> fucker. <laughs> um, back then, you know, it was up to the girls to protect their virginity. And mm. yeah, I mean, that's such an interesting... God, not too long ago, some Republican asshole who's in politics said something like, you should keep your legs crossed if you're worried about, you know, about um, unwanted pregnancy. And I'm like, are you kidding me with this? They weren't even saying that in the 70s. When you go to prison for child porn, don't drop the soap. That's right. (laughs) You can cut that out, too. (laughs) (laughs) You're just on a roll tonight. (laughs) Okay, but that is a terrible thing to say. Yeah. That is an absolutely. Yeah. And that is like. I mean, that is now. Those are politicians today. That is, that is like rudimentary slut shaming. So if you yes. sit there with your legs uncrossed, you're asking for it. I guess so. Tell Sharon Stone that, asshole. Keep it in your pants, dude. Yeah. Is that Sorry. hard for you to like <laughs> keep things at bay when a woman is sitting with her legs uncrossed? Yeah, and I don't know how Ew. I don't know how that's changed today for parents who are parenting girls because obviously they don't say that to their girls. But in terms of um, moms of boys, we tell them, you know, what consent means. Yes means yes, and mm-hmm. nothing else means yes. Um, you respect and honor the people that you're with, whether mm-hmm. that's a boy or a girl. You know, you treat people with respect. So we're doing our part, and I don't think you can have actually a. Um, I don't think you can have a safe dating world unless you're teaching both boys and girls how to uh, how to uh, appropriately behave. Um, but then back then, when somebody asked you to dance, yeah. You actually went out on the dance floor. It was Aww. usually a pretty romantic thing. You put your arms around each other. You swayed back and forth and looked ridiculous because nobody knew any dance steps. But you were it, you were dancing with somebody. Totally. Now it's like circle or group dancing has taken over the scene. I thought you were going to say, just for a second? I, I know, were... I know, okay. I know, I know. Okay. Don't say it. I won't. God, that's what I was thinking when I was um, typing, too. But it's it's a it's a different experience, I think, at dances. Um, and then also my last thing, if you wanted to see each other nude back then, you just crawled into the back seat of the car and stripped. Now, wow. simply text a nude photo. And I am saying, kids, don't do this ever. Digital is forever. Yeah, get naked and get in the back seat. That's right. That's what Prius. a back seat is for. <laughs> Oh, my God. Yeah. So that's where I thought things had changed a little bit here and there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's totally, totally different. Totally changed. I mean, if you want to be if I to be totally honest with you, I've really never dated. Yeah. Ever. That but I can't imagine that. Just can't imagine that. I didn't date a lot, but I dated. No, I never dated. Yeah. Well, I didn't date a lot until college. Then I did a lot. Yeah. Well, you're a slut. I'm just kidding. That's my wife, ladies and gentlemen. I like getting those little (laughs) guffaws out of you. Yeah, no, I didn't date. I didn't date in high school because it didn't make sense. And then when it did make sense, it didn't feel safe. So it was like Mm -hmm. people say there's that, you know, the U-Haul joke, right? Yeah, yeah. What does a lesbian bring on a second date, a U-Haul? Yeah. Well, fuck you to anyone who tells that joke because it's really sad. Yeah, it is. Actually. It is. Why do you have to bring a U-Haul? Because it's not safe to be out and about. It wasn't. I would love to do it again, but to in today's day and age and be a high school student and be out and feel safer, I would have a lot more sex. <laughs> boys don't listen. What, hey, our boys? Yeah. Oh. 
Um, they don't listen anyway. They dropped off at like episode 10. Do you ever look at the boys dating and feel just a little tinge of jealousy because you didn't get to have that? Dating, no. Sometimes with their friend groups, yeah, I do. Definitely. Because I never missed out on on love. Right. You know, I know that feeling and, and I understand that. But the friend stuff has always been really hard. But yeah. that's not this episode. <laughs> Your smile is so cute. I can't stand it's it. It's not this episode. <laughs> or it's through gritted teeth, but it really yeah. was cute. Okay. So what should the dating rules be? That's I the question. I have them right here. You do? Mm-hmm. Okay. These are, so I have some dating rules that have come from parents. Okay. And it's written to the opposite sex. So this, I have two documents that I'm looking at right now. One is, these are the rules um, for the boy. So how do I want to say this, Bonnie? Um, Here's a set of rules for dating my daughter. And here's a set of rules for dating my son. Mm -hmm. Okay. But written by two different moms, one in 2013 and one in like 2018. Okay. Okay, so for the first one, rule number one for dating my daughter, mm-hmm. no means no. Her father and I have been teaching her that she has the right to say when ever since she was young enough to be out of our sight. She has my full permission to knee you in the nuts if you don't listen. Okay. That's cute. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the number one for di- dating my son, mm-hmm. no drama or angst. I've already heard stories of girls who suddenly begin cutting themselves, ran away from home, oh. and have threatened to kill themselves. Yeah. My son is a child. And no child should be tortured with thoughts of you harming yourself. Mm-hmm. If you are truly feeling that way, we want to help you. But please don't use it to get his attention or see how quickly he can drive over to your house. Wow, that's interesting. That is goes dark real quick. Yeah, it does. Real quick. But okay. I think it's true. Yeah, I do too. Okay. Um, rule number two for dating my daughter. An open door means an open door. Not a door that isn't locked, but is technically closed. Not a door that is so close to closed that you can't see in, but you could push it open. It means open. All the way. Period. Okay. So, so far, both of these are being, or accessibility into the daughter's sexual safety. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Number two for uh, dating my son. Don't text or call him repeatedly. My son is involved in school activities and cannot be with you 24-7. I realize that you have cell phones, but he's entitled to have some peace and quiet while he's at marching band practice. The 14 missed calls and 12 texts that show up on his phone make you look like a psycho. I don't like psychos, and he won't either by the time I'm done with him. <laughs> so, <laughs> You know, it is it is about teaching, I think, boys especially, because just the way we're socialized, how to set boundaries. Yeah. with with If they end up with really needy, needy girls. Okay, but do you see the difference in these two? Yeah, it's interesting. Okay, number three for dating my daughter. Yes. Condoms are not optional. Hmm. I'm not an idiot. Eventually, my daughter will have sex. Hopefully, it's later rather it's later rather than sooner. But no matter what she's using for protection, you are using something too, buddy. <laughs> okay. So one, two, and three yeah. are about her sex, sex, sex. and her body. Yes. And accessibility. Yes. Okay. The third rule for dating my son, please talk to me. I promise that I'm not a scary mom. I have no daughters, so I find it really refreshing and fun to talk to girls on occasion. Ask me how school is going or how things are with the family. A couple of my son's friends that are girls have sent me texts in the past, and I love that. So now this mom is trying to connect. So don't cut yourself. Don't call him too much. Don't be an emotional vampire. But talk to me. (laughs) Yeah. And and make a connection with me. Okay. Okay. Rule number four for dating my daughter. Yeah. There is such thing as too much PDA. 
You will want to kiss, hug, hold hands. I get it. I was young once, but if you're groping my teenage daughter in public, she will be in trouble and I will be telling your mother. <laughs> I'm going to tell on you. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. All right. I'll shorten a couple of these now. Okay. Uh, Rule number four for dating my son. School comes before you. My son has plans for his future that depend on his grades. Therefore, school always comes before dates, phone conversations, and even texting. Ooh, I like that. Yeah. Will you um, just highlight that for me? Sure. Use that one. (laughs) It actually goes even longer, but... um, I get the gist. Yeah. Uh, Okay. Number five for dating my daughter. Mm -hmm. Keep your hand off her neck. What? I'm not just talking about violence. This should be a given. I'm talking about the boys who walk around the mall with one hand wrapped around the back of his girlfriend's neck. My daughter is not a dog, and she does not need a collar. Ooh, I know. I never thought about that. I haven't that. either, and I'm uncomfortable. Uh, number five for dating my son. Family comes before you. Ugh. We love including the girlfriends in our family functions, but we can't always do that. Therefore, yeah. if my son is enjoying spending the day with his brothers, we may not invite you. Don't take it personally. Oh, and when this happens, please refer to number two. Yeah, which don't is, text don't too much. Don't text too much. <laughs> so this is really a mom putting boundaries around the family and the yeah. t- family time and the son's like mental health and academia. And the other one is body, 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 body. God. Yes. Y- yes, you are seeing it already. Okay. Number six for dating my daughter. Don't honk. You have two hands and two... You have two hands and two legs. Use them to get out of your car and walk up to the door when you're picking her up. Damn straight. Uh, Number six for dating my son. Act like a lady. I have raised my son to be a gentleman, therefore have prepared him to date a lady. Please refrain from using foul language and dressing like you have a future in the sex industry. We don't need the short skirt and the belly bearing top. Choose one and go with it. So don't love that at all, but I'm still trying to prove a point here. Okay. (laughs) Okay. I think that's terrible. Personally, as a mom, I would definitely be on the more conservative side as well. We would go about it in a different way. Yes. (laughs) We would go about it in a different way. Yeah. Um, Number seven for dating my daughter, don't break curfew. If she breaks curfew, even if it's your fault, she'll be in trouble. If you love her so much, you won't want her to get in trouble, will you? (laughs) (laughs) Number seven for dating my son, don't make him late for curfew. I love my son, and he has a curfew. It's 11 p.m. on weekends, and when he's 17, you can have him till midnight. (laughs) (laughs) Those are pretty much comparable. Yeah. Yeah. So they were the same. Number eight, to date my daughter, don't lie to me, don't lie to her, don't lie to your parents. That's right. Everyone is much more likely to forgive you if you just start with the truth. Uh, Number eight, for dating my son, don't touch my son in front of me. Do I need to expound on this? I didn't think so. Uh, I don't think that's fair. Yeah, this mom is real wound up. Yeah, she is. Okay, number nine. To date my daughter. She's smart. Get over it. Her father and I have worked hard to make sure she knows her smarts are valuable. We're not going to let her let you convince her she's nothing more than a pretty face. Mm. So it took to number nine to talk about the daughter's, like, you know, brain. Because this is the only one... That is close to like don't get in the way of her academics. Yeah, or... it's not even it's not even really there yet. It's... No, it's not. It's like you know, don't emotionally abuse her. Don't... No, it's like um... don't treat her like a bimbo. Yeah, that's emotional abuse. Yeah, not in the traditional historical sense, but. Go ahead. Okay, number nine to date my son. Don't ever say if you love me, you'll dot dot dot. My boys are sensitive, and if they're dating you, the most the most certainly. They most certainly like you. 
I found a typo in this. Love at the age of 16 is not allowed. Relationships should never be conditional, so don't start this BS with my boy. Well, I kind of like how <laughs> feisty she is. Yeah, she's super feisty. <clears throat> okay, number 10. Uh, to date my daughter. She's comfortable in her skin. Let's keep it that way. If you're not attracted to all of my daughter and you want to pick her apart, weight or chest size, hit the road, Jack, and don't you dare come back. She doesn't need you to tear her down. Hmm. Okay. Number 10. Uh, to date my son. Don't plan on getting married or having children till you're, till my son is 30. What? Who are you? If your name is <laughs> Becky, if your name is Becky Jones, I don't want to see Becky Berg written all over your notebook. How do I know girls do this? I did it. <laughs> Yeah, many will be worthy of your hand in marriage, but my son isn't going to go isn't going there until he has his degree and a good job. Hmm. Um which is absolutely none of this mom's call whatsoever. Nope. nope. But you all. get the gist. So I I thought these were really interesting. I mean, there's definitely the gender some, differences. Yes. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, there's some really good stuff in here, but this is what I mean about worrying about all the penises. No means no, <laughs> door open, condoms are not optional. Too much of, you know, no, not too much PDA. And then over here, it's he needs to focus on his studies. So put your boobies away. I mean, that's literally what she's saying. It's true. Yes. God. Yeah. How things have not changed. So the way we talk, protect our, protect, air quotes, our boys, and the way we protect our girls, you know, at the same time, this can be, these the the sexes can victimize each other in the exact same way. There can be a girl who takes it too far with a, a boy and leaves him feeling completely yeah clueless about what just happened to his body. Yep. You know, and there can be a guy who well, I don't even know. You you just it's the, disappointing. The tables can be switched. I yep. would write these so differently. More comparable for each of the mm-hmm. genders. Yeah. That's and these, really too bad. These came off of websites that were completely legit websites huh. yeah um well it's interesting because it I was actually, not like clickbait i think that both uh, all of those things can be combined together into one long list and apply for both boys and girls because mm-hmm. i think that there are emotional vampire boys and we have a friend whose daughter was dating a boy who you know threatened to hurt himself if she didn't basically you know stay with him that that's no different than what that mom was worried about with somebody you know who might cut herself or who might you know threaten some sort of emotional trauma well and we've seen that even with our own two kids where the girl seems to be in some sort of distress and i'm not categorizing it at any sort of level just emotional distress and they are on it they want to be the knight in shining armor but it can be um, boy or girl doesn't matter but matt and i think that a lot of times it's typical and appropriate teenage stuff that they were bringing up but it but what if it wasn't Mm-hmm. And they're not qualified to know the difference. That's all you have to tell your kids. Or what if it's totally fake and what they're doing, like that mom said, is threatening some awful thing? That would be very scarring yeah. for the child that thinks they're causing someone to harm themselves. Yeah. So you just have to you tell your this is going to tell happen. your kids to tone that shit down. Tell your kids that that person cannot be relying on a fellow teenager to take care of such big issues. And what they really need is some help from professionals. And then you can sit down with both of those kids and say, look, this is happening. I see it. I know it. We, you know, my son has told me about it. We're going to get you some help. And if it's not true, she'll be like, whoa, 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 whoa. And if it is true, that's the appropriate step. And then you are, by doing so, you are modeling how to, 
how to how to create boundaries for your son or for mm-hmm. your daughter, and they need to see that you mm-hmm. you cannot let your um, son or daughter get jerked around like that because it's just too damaging. Yeah, yeah. God, what an interesting! I didn't think it was going to be quite this interesting. Actually, yeah. Now, to talk about. I, okay, so this came from an, uh, from a website. Okay, those two things, and I just wanted full disclosure here because I do vet what I read. It was legitimate you know written stuff but yeah. you know at the bottom where it says you may also like yeah the next three articles that it pulled up for me were and i quote why is my baby spitting up curdled milk <laughs> baby farts surprising sometimes stinky but mostly normal and finally baby massage for gas oh my god so seeing that that after I searched for what I was searching for, teenage dating stuff, you those get all were baby the three stuff. articles that yeah. it conjured up for me. What's that algorithm saying? I'm not totally sure, but <laughs> I still feel like, you know, what I had was good here. Oh, my God. Yeah. All right. So I think the bottom line is lock your kids up in their bedrooms. Oh, for real. Don't let them date. It's true. Don't let them date. Don't let them get on dating apps. Just lock this shit down right now. <laughs> oh, and can we just say one thing about Tinder? What? No. No tender. No tender. But let's be real. What? If you're in a state like ours or a mental state like our family, your kids aren't going to be doing much dating right now anyway. Yeah. So you're in the clear. If you're somewhere that's just going for it, hog wild, <laughs> good luck to you. I know. But I still say lock the kids down. Because you know what? Thirty. If they are dating right now, it's they're going to just bring Rona right into the house. And you know what we say yeah. about that? Yeah. Time to move on, bitch. <laughs> And it's time just, for us. Just like us. To move on as These well. These bitches are moving on. <laughs> Goodbye. See you next week.